Hey everybody, Superfan Giovanni here. Welcome to Classic Love Line, episode 525 from October 2nd, 1997, a Thursday night show with guests Everclear and Tony Hawk. Everclear joined them after the first break, and Tony Hawk joins them after the start of the second hour. The band stick around, and they finish out the show with Tony. They're promoting an event uh, Tony will be skateboarding at and the band will be playing at. A very rare one-time-only booking. There's several of these throughout the history of Loveline where because of a certain movie project or event like this, two guests come together on a show, and later on it actually happens with Tony Hawk again and uh, Patrick Fugit, the uh, star of Almost Famous. During the first break, Adam talks about their booking on the Keenan Ivory Wayne show earlier in the day, and he compliments Dr. Drew on his performance. Adam recounts a joke he opened the show with, and Engineer Mike has a stinging reply. They go right into the calls, and this is a new studio tape. We have had fan copies of this show for quite some time, but this is from the official studio archive, and we will be back to studio tapes for the foreseeable future. As per usual, this is recorded in 1997. Some of the medical information may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Cathwood on Current Day Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One there as well, and PodcastOne.com, the home of all your favorite podcasts. Mahalo and get on. The following program is a PodcastOne.com production. Phone number 1-800-LOVE-191, fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Corolla, as Dr. Drew. Dr. Drew is a board-certified physician and addiction medicine specialist. Tonight our guest is the band Everclear, and also uh, Tony Hawk will be in here, world champion skateboarder extraordinaire for, I don't know, the last mm, 45, 50 years or so. At least. They, uh, there's a big thing going on up at the uh, Universal City Walk. It is the uh, Vans uh, Hard Rock Cafe. Where the hell did I write that down? Uh, oh, yeah, it's the World Championship of uh, Skateboarding. Anyway, Everclear's going to play there. Uh, Tony's going to do something there, and uh, that's about all I know. You're burnt. Yeah. You all right? Yeah, Drew and I did the Keenan show again tonight. Practically regulars on that show. I guess we're going to be regulars. Are we? They said he, That's what he said. Keenan said he wanted us back, and... Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, Drew, you're good this time. Really? Yeah, I thought you were well, fine. Thank you. I wasn't yeah. good last time? No, you're all right last time. I usually have to carry it, but uh, oh. tonight, <laughs> tonight you're right on top of your game. Oh, thank you. All right. Uh, I opened up with a nice um, Rosh Hashanah joke. Which uh, ooh. just uh, pissed off the crowd. Apparently, pissed off the green room reacted. Really? Yeah. <laughs> your manager was in there. Manager's Jewish. What's he care? Fine. I went out there and I said uh, to the Keenan crowd, uh, before we get started, I want to give my props out to the crowd. I want to uh, wish everyone a happy Rosh Hashanah. I know it's a predominantly Jewish crowd. And uh, didn't get a whole lot of laughs. No. No, not really. <laughs> oh, shut up, Mike. What did he say in here? He wanted to know where the joke was. Joke's in your ass. Big shot smoking a cigar out front of the studio when I got in. All right, so... So you're uh, tired because of that. Yeah, what else, Drew? Uh, I don't know what else. No. Let's, All go, right. let's go to calls. No, I'm not looking forward to get ever clear in here. Those guys are good. Robert. Hey, how you doing today? Hey, you're 32. What's going on? Well, I have a problem with uh, a female. She's married, and we've been seeing each other for a while. And um, <coughs> she's talking about getting a divorce from her husband, and she wants me to 
question is, should I go and take this? Take, you know, go out with her. Before mm. she's divorced? Well, He's already look, going look, out with her. He's already banging her, right? Well, yeah, you can say that. And if I should go ahead and go in with her instead. Does she have kids? Instead of what? Shush up. Does she have kids? Yes. How many? Instead of what? He just wants to know if he should get involved that way. She's thinking about divorcing her husband. I think you've left up part of the story. Is there another girl? Well, yeah, there's more than one girl. There is, like, two other ones. And they're all three married. I hate it when Drew's right. Robert? You're you're having sex with all uh, three married women? No. Only with one of the three. Who are the other two that are married? Is one of them your wife? What, what is the matter with you that you're getting involved in these situations? Well, who are the other two that are married? They're uh, friends I've known for a couple of years. Uh-huh. And, um, well, how are you dating? You, how you, they're married and you're not having sex with them. What is that? Oh, I, I enjoy their um, company. And All right, so they're friends? Yeah, but they want me to have more than, than just a casual uh-huh. relationship. Boy, uh, Robert, don't take this the wrong way, but they must be in a world of hurt, these women. Yes. I'm sizing Robert up, and uh, I, don't know, I don't know who they're with. Uh, Hitler, Stalin, and Mussolini. I don't know where they're going, Robert. What do you got to offer? Well, love, I'm not, I'm not I'm one of these guys that, you know, I'm a, uh, what do you call it, I love to uh, give them all the attention and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. All right, so you're having sex with one of them, right. and the other two just want you. Right. And your dilemma is, oh, what? how the hell do we know? Robert, get away from all this stuff. Get somebody who's actually available. Oh, this is one of those. He's the, destroying the, families. The one, one woman has four kids. I mean, look, if you want to destroy your own life, you want to screw another person's life up, those are the two of your choices independently. But when you start affecting the lives of five other people in a family, hell with that. Well, let me tell you what this call was, Drew. This I'm, I'm cool. I have three girlfriends. Right. This was that call yeah, we well, get. Well, guess uh, what? Be, he didn't. He didn't impress me. <laughs> Settle down, would you? <laughs> Drew's all fired up these days. I think I, I. I think I'm responsible for getting you fired up. Really? How'd you do it? I don't know. You know, when I start bitching about the TV show and stuff, and you get all fired up. I get all anxious then. Oh, okay. Now I'm just fired up. Now let me tell you what this call is. This is the. Um, here's my problem. I cannot ride a bicycle because my penis is so large. Right, uh, what do I do about this? Right, right. This is uh, one of those boastful problems. Except when you when you dig in, how large is it? Oh, 4.9 inches. Right. This is like during the 80s when I yeah. used to go to the Red Onion and say, you know, ladies, my problem is, is I have a whole trunk full of cocaine and I don't know where to put it. That's what you did, huh? Yeah, the whole 80s. I, I, now I'm the whole trunk genuinely, full of truly impressed by your... Yeah. Amazing social prowess. Now I there use you go. now I use uh, meth Next. instead of cocaine. That's good. My, yeah, it's my not, lure. The quantity is less than that. Helen. Hi. Yeah, you're 39. Yeah. What's going on, old timer? Oh well, I kind of have a two-part question, and the third, um, the first part is going to be for Dr. Drew. All right. I am on 60 milligrams of Prozac a day. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um, a half milligram tablet four times a day. All right. And I was wondering, what can all this do to my sex drive? I shut it off. 
You can you can put a you can completely halt it. It doesn't necessarily have to do that, but it could, the, particularly the Prozac and in those moderate doses, uh, it's co it's probably the most common and disturbing side effect that people have from that drug. Yeah, I really haven't had you know I had um, drowsiness from the Xanax, etc. But I also have another question. You know, I have had sex since I've been on Prozac, and the guy was good at it, and. Um, so it was, it, you know, I didn't, ha you know, I, I enjoyed it. But anyway, I met a guy right before I went on summer vacation. And it was almost like I acquired a second shadow right away. And I was wondering if just his pushiness might have had something to do with a it. A second shadow? Yeah, it was like I acquired a shadow. I mean, he was, he was, he was clinging to you. It seemed to be, yeah. And I listened to a lot of Marianne Williamson tapes when I was on the road, and it just seems like he's a needy. Okay. Who's Marianne Williamson? Pardon? What uh, folk trio was she in in the <laughs> mid-60s? <laughs> no, she's a, um author and lecturer. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, uh, listen. Helen. Yeah. Listen to the tapes. Take okay. the Take the meds. Uh-huh. Everything's going to be great. All right. I'm positive. Yes, you have uh, the love line seal of approval on that one. Tatiana. Hi. Hi, you're 22. Hi, how are you guys? Oh, I couldn't get out of that one fast reading enough. reading is improving. Yeah, I know. I love your show. Thank you. And um, actually, I have two questions. And one is concerning a phobia of mine that I've had ever since I was three, and today it's ruling my world. Um, it all started way back from a bad experience when I was three years old. Um, but as I got older... What was the experience? Oh, I'm, I've always been afraid of vomiting. Okay. And it started from a bad experience from when I was three years old. And as I got older and matured, I grew out of it because the memories, I guess, faded away. But recently I had something that my doctor described as mild sinusitis. Mm -hmm. And because of the dizziness and nausea it can uh -oh. cause, I almost, you uh -oh. know, threw up. Yeah. And all those old fears triggered, yeah. triggered back from when I was three years old. Yeah. Now I'm, I'm scared of it again. I do you know, fear, it. it's at, uh, fear well, of vomiting. weird. Fear For me, that'd be like fear. Uh, is there such thing of uh, fear of breaking wind? Could you imagine? Uh, I have that fear when, when I'm in the room with you. Oh, you do? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's me, though. Yes. Yeah, I, <laughs> fear, I you no breaking wind. No. Imagine living under that or shadow. Fear, fear of belching or something. Uh, actually, fear of vomit is not that uncommon yeah, because I, it is such a negatively reinforcing experience. It's so unpleasant that your brain really learns that this is a bad thing and you have to avoid it. And so the premonitory symptoms, the things leading up to vomiting, like nausea, can be very anxiety-provoking. Yeah, uh, it's just one of those things. I can't leave my house because I'm afraid if I go somewhere. Like, if I go somewhere at all, it, it's short, and I take, a, like, a barf bag thing. That is different. Now you got something I else going on. I leave the house. Okay. That, it, 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 for some reason, has grown out of, or the, it started with this, uh, the vomiting issue, but it's grown into much more generalized anxiety and agoraphobia. Because so something else going on. I've been to the doctor several times. They keep saying there's nothing wrong with me. I'm fine. I don't have this. I don't have that. And I'm perfectly fine. But I, every time I eat something, I'm afraid I'm going to throw up. Yeah, but this is this is this is a psychiatric thing. This psychiatric? Yeah. So yeah. what kind of doctor should I see about the problem? Psychiatrist. Psychiatrist. Yeah, th it may be an obsessive. I've been thinking about hypnosis to hypnotize. No, yeah. no. Everybody wants hypnosis to yeah, fix them. You well, know? it's it's. I won't take a pill because that's bad. But a hypnosis can fix me. Yeah, it's very. No, they will take a pill. Yeah. They'll be hypnotized into taking the pill. Listen, there's no real quick fix to anything. Well, this could be an obsessive compulsive disorder that she has. And uh, this is very, I mean, all kinds of funny little things can present Well, listen, like here's the deal. She needs a more thorough evaluation. What, did you drink a whole bunch of coffee tonight? Yeah. You did? Yeah. You're really on top of it. 
I like the more uh, laissez-faire Drew. Then you give me crap for being that way. Yeah, I know, but I, I still, it's the Drew I'm you used to. It, right. The one that doesn't know he's on the radio, yeah, the one yeah. that's uh, obsessed with his pager. Part the, of the problem, too, part of the problem is this makeup is giving me some sort of allergic reaction, and my eyes are on fire. Well, go wash so, it off. I've tried. It won't come off. Oh. All right. Sean. Hello. Hey, you're 20. What's going on? Um, well, I had a bad experience back in February. Um, I went out drinking with a couple of coworkers, and they said that a, a, you know, a bunch of people from work were supposed to be gone, and it turned out it was just these two guys. And I drank not much. You know, I drank very little. And the third drink that he brought me, I noticed he was sipping out of it and stirring it. At the time, I didn't think anything of it, but, like, soon after I drank that, he kept telling me, hurry up and drink it, hurry up and drink it, and I drank it, and I don't remember much after that, but I remember vaguely, you know, little bits and pieces of things, and that experience with those two guys has really affected me since then, and I want to know, how can I... What, uh, what, what do you suspect happened? Well, I, I know, because I woke up the next morning, and with one of them... And he had my underwear in his pocket. <laughs> in his pocket? Yeah. I was fully clothed, but he had my underwear in his pocket. Well, maybe he's... No. <laughs> even even uh, Blackstone, uh, the great, could not do that. <laughs> you know, I was thinking of kind of the, you know, the tablecloth trick? No. Where you, you, you set a table and then you just whip the cloth Fiona, out from under it? Fiona Apple's boyfriend could have done that. Fiona Apple's boyfriend could have uh, done that. But uh, this guy was no magician. He was a, he's a rapist, right? And the other guy, too. All right, I'm not sure. I'm not clear on what your question is. I just, I don't know what to do. Did you get a forensic exam? Yeah. You did? I was, I, I went to the doctor and everything, yeah. Oh, what, um, what was he doing with the underwear in the pocket? I don't know. I mean, how did you, uh, how did you discover the underwear was in the pocket? I woke up, and I was just, I was wearing my jeans in bed. And I wanted to take them off, but then I realized I had nothing on under. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, but how and did I you... Him, I yeah. do you have any idea where my underwear are? <laughs> and he said... They're right here. And he whips them out. Um, so you went to the police? I didn't go to the police. So you didn't have a forensic examination? I, I guess not. <laughs> uh. But I did go to the doctor just to make sure I was all right. And what did, what did he say? Who? Okay. The doctor? Or the guy. Well, listen, let me, uh, Sean, I I know you've been through a lot, and so I don't want to chastise you too much, but let me just put this rule out for Love Lot. Okay. If we're talking about somebody, Mm -hmm. let's just pick a historical figure. Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln. That's what I was thinking. So I I really was thinking, well, I was thinking Abe Lincoln because we're close. All right. So if we're talking about your family and your childhood, Mm -hmm. and then you say, um, but I was obsessed with Abe Lincoln. Okay. And then I say, how come? How did he figure into your life? We're talking about Abe Lincoln now. With the last person you leave off with, and this is not we, just we you, Sean, this a, is everybody. We will not use a pronoun. Every pronoun we use will refer back to somebody we've just discussed in the previous sentence. Uh, right. If we say who, it is the last person we spoke of. We say him, her, she, or them. is, them, <laughs> The previous sentence we're referring to. Right. Okay. okay. So the doctor said you're okay. Well, he didn't really do anything. He was like a pap smear machine, you know? Yeah, well, it's not a forensic examination. Forensic exam, they go in and they collect evidence. And but it's best to have that done within 24 here's hours. Here's another, oh, hold on one second, Sean. Here's another use for the crotch sniffing dog. Mm. 
I don't know if you've heard me talk about this, but yeah. the, this forensic exam can be a very humiliating, degrading experience. The woman has already been traumatized. She then has to go in there while some guys, uh, you know, mop up trying to find, you know, while Quincy jumps in there and tries to pull out little fiber samples and sperm right. samples right. and whatnot. Right, right. The um, the crotch sniffing dog that I've been talking about, same ones that work at the airport, but trained just a little differently, could just give a sniff and then sniff the man's crotch. And if he started barking or going in circles or something, uh, you knew it was it. a bust. You keep your pants on, and he keeps the uh, panties in his pocket. All right. All right so, so what about the? You, you should have gone to the police. Should have done oh. a forensic exam, but you didn't. Now, yeah, this, the point of this discussion is to, for people that are that do have something unpleasant like this happen to them. Go immediately to an emergency room. Make the report right away because if you don't do it right away, the chances of being able to do anything ever, if you should want to, are slim to none. But something happened to you before this, didn't it, Sean? No. Really? Nothing. No, never? No. Wow. <laughs> well, it's just, I mean, uh, it just sounds like something did. Nothing did. Yeah. But the way that this experience has affected me. Uh, do you still work with these guys? No, I transferred to another store, uh. but they're still working. Can you tell a Can you tell a superior there? Pardon? Can you tell a superior? I did. All right. Yeah. I went to the I, I went to the top. And what happened? Nothing. Uh, you might want to talk to an attorney about this. How How long ago was this? It was in February. I mean, I don't think I don't know that you can do anything from a le from a criminal standpoint, but uh, I would think that certainly you think would want uh, to do something. He He or she would have a liability. You would think the the institution that these guys are working for. Uh, well, uh, most uh, places of employment will have a sign-up in the restroom right next to uh, Please Wash Your Hands, which is uh, no drugging and raping uh, uh, co-workers. Uh, it doesn't say no drugging and raping. It actually has a, a picture, picture with, with a slash over it over a roofie and then a guy mounting a co-worker yeah. uh, with the little, the, the little things, the zingers coming from her head, meaning she's uh, passed out the X's for eyes. I, I think that's how it goes. <laughs> I, Drew, I, you know, you laugh at the inventions, but I think you there's... You came up with a good one today. Well, that one didn't go out on the air either. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Start talking about the, uh, what were we talking about? Oral sex. Oral sex. All right. Oh. Yeah, immediately, like, hold. <laughs> you know, by the way, you know it's a bad, uh, you, you know you've gone wrong. You know you've made a, a sharp right turn when you're filming a TV show. You're actually on stage talking to a guest, uh, talking to the host, in the middle of a TV show, and a long gray-haired gent with a headphone uh, headphones on and a clipboard just walks straight out to the middle of the set. There was no cut. Yeah. There was no, uh, you know, usually you yes, get... hold. Yeah, usually get that up in the booth. Uh, hold on, we're going to take that again. Nope, he just walked straight out on the stage and stood right in front of me, and I was actually still going. I know. Uh, we did the Keenan show tonight, and one of the questions they asked us from the audience... Uh, we'll not be seeing this one on the air, by the way. No, but no. we'll tell you what happened. Um, one of the questions was, uh, do you, is, it, is it bad to swallow? I think that's what the question was. Yeah. Was it not true? Yeah, and then we went on at some, uh, in some detail about uh, the possibilities, uh, implications of swallowing. And Drew talked about all the medical implications. And I came up with a good idea because, Drew, it is not good for anything to pass the esophagus, right? Yeah, it shouldn't get the mouth. The mouth is protected against some of these things. But uh, past the mouth, you're in trouble, or bleeding gums, you're in trouble. Right. Okay. Now, speaking of bleeding gums, from a guy who was at the dentist, 
uh, just the day before yesterday and many days before that, I know at the dentist you can keep your mouth hung open for a good hour and a half without ever swallowing because they put the suction device down that there. Hook that it they goes put that head. hook, it just hangs down in your mouth, and it just sucks out any excess anything that's in there. And you rinse once in a while, too. So I came up with the idea on the Keenan show that uh, we ought to just roll that apparatus into every bedroom, and then that thing could just... <laughs> And you could just be going to town uh, orally with that. And then, you know, when it really made that. <laughs> you know, it was time to head to the fridge. But uh, the uh, segment producer, the floor manager, someone walked out uh, just at the time that the uh, hijinks really, really kicked into gear. All right. Uh, Jennifer. Hello. Day 26. Yeah, I was calling. Um, I've been married for about four years now, almost four years. And uh, my husband and I have been trying to have a baby for two. Mm-hmm. And we haven't been able to, uh, in the last about six months or so, we've both been fertility tested and all that fun stuff. Okay. And there's no physical problems. And I've been kind of wondering, and I don't... Really, we don't have the money for, you know, fertility implants, and it's not all that urgent right now. Mm -hmm. But I was just wondering, I was pregnant when I was 17, Mm -hmm. and I gave my child up for adoption. Mm -hmm. And I was wondering if that could, like, psychologically somewhere have some kind of effect on me physically to where... You know, I, I don't have any idea, but... It, it, it is really amazing how much the psychological state of the individual can affect their medical, physiologic functioning. Right, but I yeah. really don't think that it's likely it's to... It's a good angle. It's ...persistently more, create infertility. It's more likely that God is punishing you, though. Isn't it true? <laughs> Would that be a more viable answer? It's almost as likely. So uh, that that is not it, Jennifer. I would say not. That'd be my, I, mean, I can never say categorically, no, it's an interesting idea. And I, again, I'm always amazed at how much the psychology affects the medical function. But okay. that would be a far a way out Well, that's what I kind of thought. But everyone's like, well, eh, no. No, I mean, look, I, I'd be more concerned. with. There are all kinds of nuances. Uh, you, you got pregnant with a different guy before, right? Yeah. There are all kinds As of... I, I've only actually slept with two people. Yeah, my, but I understand. But, so. <laughs> but there are all kinds of different uh, sort of uh, steps in the fertilization process that can go wrong between two people right. and the, your body's reaction to his sperm the immune, immunologic reactivity to the fetus the, uh, the combined effects of the does two the first guy look anything in. like the uh, current guy no they're complete opposite okay well, there goes that Forget point. that angle. But, but I'd say keep keep striving. And most pregnancies end in the first trimester. Well, you may actually have been able to conceive. As you know from listening know. to the show, the best way to ensure conception is for the husband to lose uh, a job. Lose a job. And um, a, usually a couple of teeth seems to work, too. And maybe get strung out yeah, on a bit a old. methadone or something. Maybe each of them could have an affair or something. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Someone loses a job, a little affair, and uh, uh, maybe um, no, five kids. a little meth habit or yeah. something. <laughs> All right, uh, Tony Hawk will be in here. Everclear will be in here. Everyone will be in here after this. I don't think they're aware of how much they suck. Hey, that's not very nice. You kiss my mother with that mouth. I mean, your mother. Bloodline will be right back. Uber. You like making money? Drive with Uber popular smartphone app that connects riders with drivers. I love me some Uber. My wife loves Uber. We use it all the time. 
I've talked to the drivers. They love being their own boss and earning great money. Parents, you can work around your family schedule and students, you can make cash in between classes. I even hear one of our own is interested in being an Uber driver. Porcelain Punisher? Yeah, what a boss. You thinking about being an Uber driver? Yeah, you know, uh, my buddies and I use Uber all the time over the weekends. And uh, over the last few months, I've had a chance to talk to a lot of the drivers, really find out how easy it is to be a driver. You can work around your schedule, make some quick bucks. So I figured work for you during the day, work for Uber at night. Well, it's basically... You know, you're out, you're in your car, you're paying for your car, you're paying for your insurance. Why not make a few extra bucks? Smart. Yeah, you can turn it on and turn it off whenever you want. All you need is a car and a license to start earning serious, life-changing money today. Oh, do I wish these guys were around when I was a struggling comedian. Going to the open mic on the other side of the hill? Could have made a few bucks on the ride in. Sign up to Drive with Uber. Visit drivewithuber.com. That's drivewithuber.com. DriveWithUber.com. Hi, this is John Favreau, and you're listening to Love Line with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Yeah, yeah. Drew has a fit when he hears John Favreau's name, and I think he's a very friendly guy. It is so weird. Art Alexakis, Craig Montoya. Greg Eklund, all from Everclear, are in the studio. It is. Uh, it has been some time, but this is uh, one of Loveline's favorite bands, we're and here uh, again. we're glad to have you back. Um, don't we yeah. win an award? Or yes. Something? Who's John Favreau? John Favreau did Swingers. Uh, wrote the movie Swingers and co-starred or directed, co-starred mm-hmm. in uh, Swingers, and we had him on the TV show and. Drew had a little bit of a nervous breakdown and lashed out at him Did while the cameras him? were rolling. Can we, can we share about it? We actually hugged. But I imploded. Really? About what? What did he do? What did he say? I can, listen, he genuinely is a nice guy. He's obviously a very talented guy. But there's something about I, I've never had this reaction to somebody. He just I react funny to him. We just hi. This is John Favreau, and, <laughs> <laughs> and he started getting very bombastic and sort of uh, opinionated about this a, a very sick person we were talking to. They probably shouldn't have put the call through. Even the guy was sick, and I was saying, "Hey, look, you got to take these medicines." And I'm like, hey, no, you don't. And he was basically advocating this guy do something that could have hurt him, and it just infuriated me. Yeah, I uh, wouldn't have. I wouldn't have typified him as bombastic. <laughs> I mean, that, but, that was what I experienced it anyway. So yeah. See, Drew, you had a bombastic soul that night, and, it was and a he, sick show he in touched the road the nerve. Yeah. wasn't it? I would like to see yeah. that actually. I dig that about him. <laughs> yeah, I like it yeah. when he's like that. Tonight, man, I'm driving out. I'm going get him, Drew. <laughs> yeah. Get him, and you're going. I like the Lazo Fair Drew. I'm like, yeah, you do, because he's stealing your thunder, big guy. <laughs> you know it. Well, he steals the thunder that comes out of my ass, actually. But that's about it. Can uh, you say? Ass on the radio? I think we can on this Whoa. show. All right. Yeah. All right. Shut it. Engineer Mike, shut Drew's microphone off for just a second so I can speak to the band. Uh, first off, all right. Go get. Hey, Drew, get me some coffee, too. Seriously. Thank you. No, you guys need fine. anything? No, thanks. Oh, this is a new role for you, Drew. Uh, yeah. Perhaps you'll get a raise uh, now, that long-deserved raise. Hey, handsome CD you got there. Yes, it is. So much for the afterglow. Right after uh, Sparkle and Fade, they sort of. Uh, Sound. Uh, what? Are you saying it was implied? Well, I'm just saying that it's it was. almost makes sense that it's the one after it. He there you go. Know what, he, what he's saying. Does that make sense? Of course. And it'll be out on Tuesday. Tuesday. And it's already getting a bunch of airplay. Mm-hmm. A lot of airplay. Now, do they release? They 
did they just release the single, single. or did they release the mm-hmm. whole CD and single. people pick them? No single. So the record guys pick the single. Are you serious? You don't know it's how like a it works? I don't, Are you out of your mind? <laughs> no, here's what I don't know. We don't play <laughs> records on this show, and I don't know what the hell's uh, going on. But I go you work for K-Rock. I mean, <laughs> I, you, yeah, ever but, know, you ever notice that they played the same song over and over and <laughs> over again? Yes. <laughs> Those are singles. Yes. That's what they call a single. That's, that's how come... taken from a record of a lot of other songs. All right, listen. Uh, the most condescending group in the world. <laughs> You're going home not... to that, that big craftsman-style house of yours. In, oh! Uh, yeah, that's because they keep playing it over and over again, you, smart guy. But listen, <laughs> you, you know no, what? Here, here's what I didn't know. I didn't know if they gave them the whole CD and let them just no. pick what they wanted or just gave them the single and said, this is what we're releasing first. Let me ask you a question. Yes. If you were going to go to a bunch of people who feel like they have control over the, the public mindset right. and said, here, you pick a song, you play it. And everybody started playing their own song off the record and there was no consensus. Right. Um, would you do that? Well, you're saying that... You know radio. You know the people that work in radio that, that yes. pull the strings. All former van drivers. Would you give them any <laughs> choice of the matter? Or no. would you give them one choice? No, we would be we would be playing fog hat supersets if <laughs> yes! I was uh, in charge of the radio. <laughs> Little uh, fool for the city. Yeah. Fool for the, uh, 30, the city. 35th time in a row. Ah, coffee boy Drew's back. Thank <laughs> yeah. you very much. Uh, Drew, run back and get some creamer in there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're talking to a man who's done more school than all of us put together. together. Yeah, no, no, uh, no tall order there though. <laughs> no. A guy with a GED probably has more collective education hey, than the four of us. I dropped out of several colleges. Thank you very much. Yeah. The so, both of us did. Oh, Fine, uh, finer institutes of learning. Well, you guys are one of the uh, one of the more in- intellectual, or at least well spoken. Yeah. <laughs> well, please, uh, who's your competition? Uh, Degeneration and uh, groups like Bush. that. Uh, uh, Black grape. All right. True. Who's the one that got the anthropologist on? Uh, what group? Oh, for Christ! Not anthropologist. Bad, bad religion. Yeah, you guys, it was bad religion. Bad yeah. religion. Yeah, yeah they're, they're smart. They're smart, smart bunch yeah. of guys and a nice bunch of guys. All they right, are. what do you want to do? Do we want to hear something? And uh, do we want to hear something from the CD now? And uh, by the way, Tony Hawk, skateboarder extraordinaire, will be in here later on this evening to talk about the uh, event that Everclear is playing up yeah. at. We'll get all into that. But we're going to hear something off the. CD. What do we? Uh, what's the single here? Uh, Everything to everyone. Oh, well, that's good. Everything to everyone off of so much for the afterglow from after uh, the afterglow for uh, cool. from Everclear. Hey, I like that song. I mean, I've heard it before, oh. but now I like it more because you guys Good, are in thanks. front of me. It's a uh, <laughs> little, uh, little, little poppier than uh, little poppier. than usual, but little, I, I dig little that. Zing, little zing. And that it reminds me of a song, but I can't think of the song that it reminds me of. That I'm not going to help you. Uh, yes, Engineer Mike, you got it. Uh, Fox on the Run from uh, Sweet. <laughs> Was that no? 
The Sweet do Fox on the Run? Yeah. And yeah. Ballroom Blitz. Excuse oh. me. The Sweet. You oh, The Sweet. That, you say that sweet. about every song there is, though. Oh, that's true. <laughs> All right, so Mike yeah, was effing with me. Every hard rock song that he doesn't know because he's young and kind of stupid, right. meaning Greg here. Yes. He says, oh, cool, I love Nazareth. I have no idea what they sound like, but they, they're awesome. And he thinks Jake E. Lee did every guitar solo. On, 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 on Ozzy Osbourne's Well, how about the records? band that was named after their coach? Yeah, oh, no, Jim Leonard coach. Skinner. Yeah, Drew. Uh, Drew and I almost got in a fist fight in a limousine in New York yes. because <laughs> in a limousine. <laughs> he was well, we're big wigs now, but he he was telling me that um, uh, uh, what the hell's their biggest song? Not Sweet I Home never Alabama. Heard, I never heard any of them. Uh, that was, was oh, Freebird. Free Freebird. 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 Freebird came out in '79. <laughs> <laughs> He's telling me, I said, are you nuts? The band was dead by 75. No, they were dead in 78. All right, please, Art. Right. Hey, shut Art's mic off. <laughs> you, uh, engineer Mike, I don't need this. Guy rolls in here late, full attitude. Now he's gonna, late. he's gonna crap on my freebird. Shut my mic. Oh yes, he's, he's like a, he's like a good lab. That engineer Mike. He's stupid, but he follows directions. All right, turn his mic back on, please. Uh, should God. we? Should we? Should we know what in? side of the bread yeah, is buttered. I'm a big Mike. All right, let's get one in, Julia. Hey. Hey, you're 18. You're on with Everclear. Yes, I am. Um, I have trouble having orgasms. Mm-hmm. What, what do you mean trouble? Uh, I've never had one before. Ah. Well, that's more than that's, just trouble. That's how, 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 you're 18, Julia? Yes. How long have you been having sex? Uh, since I was 16. Same guy or different guys? Uh, lots of different guys. Mm. Might have something to do with that. Yeah. yeah. Let me tell you something. It's like going out to play a baseball game with a brand new mitt every time. It just, it's, <laughs> you know. That is an amazing anal- it's analogy good. that an 18-year-old girl is not going to get. Well, let me, let me. I get it. Let me explain a little more. Uh, I put the ball in, in underneath the mattress. You put the night. belt around it or park it under the Oil car. Oil that sucker to your mom and kick you out of the house. Right. You could go out with a brand new mitt and you could technically play and you might even catch a few, but it's you're not going to be spectacular yeah. at all. You're going to have to, you're going to have to put in X amount of innings with that mitt, really break it in, really learn the nuances in <laughs> Man, order to, to fully uh, be satisfied is he, with is it. Is he a little out of control with this whole mitt thing? No, I think he's right. Yeah. I know, but but you Art, know you're on going board a minute ago. No, don't worry. No, I'm on board. I'm with you. Oh, okay. I'm in the car here. with you. I'm just thinking you're you're kind of going. You're you're the analogies of the mitt are just. Yeah, I may be spinning out. You know you're right. right. Anyway, can I say something? Yeah. Intimacy, Julia. There you go. Intimacy. Intimacy. Okay, I have trouble being intimate yeah, with and, guys. Yes, well, we then were. then you're just then you're just the you're exercising. Is, like I try to masturbate, right? And I. Still don't even get off. Do you fantasize? Yeah. Have you? Do, do you get it? Do you get aroused? Do you get wet? Well, and all yeah. That I mean, it feels kind of cool, but that's the extent <laughs> of it. It's very common for somebody your age not to have had orgasm. Yeah. It tends to come with maturity, and that people learn to get in touch with the affect and feelings that women need to have in order to have sexual climax. And just mastering the mechanics is a lot more difficult than with a guy. All right. So, and and I and and uh, Art is exactly correct that. If you really want to get turned on, you need an intimate relationship, a stable relationship. There's nothing like it. Man. Not a new mitt. All right. And this is uh, why Drew loves art in the Everclear so much, because uh, the word intimacy has not been uttered by band uh, in here since we had Kajagoogoo on in uh, 1984. And we'll be back. Hey, don't Wait. diss Lamal. No, no. no. <laughs> I don't go in for these backdoor shenanigans. Nanigans. Sex, drugs, rock and roll. Nanigans. Chips, dips, chains, whips. Nanigans. 
Tricom, Mike. Yeah, Tricom. Great product. That's right. It's uh, more effective at reducing itch than 1% hydrocortisone, which is the usual topical story that you can get over the counter. That's the way people typically use, right? That's what they typically yeah. use. And I want to remind people, always make sure if it's something in any way out of the ordinary, be sure to see your doctor, see a dermatologist to make sure it's not a derm or medical problem because the skin can express underlying medical conditions. But if it's just plain old winter itch, winter skin this Tricom can really be very effective. You can also use Tricom in the warmer months on bug bites, poison ivy, sumac, and other skin irritations. And there is the Tricom money-back itch-free guarantee. If the user is unsatisfied, they mail back the empty tube for a full refund, Mike. Yeah, and and you listen, you probably already have two to three of these anti-itch products in your medicine cabinet already. Mm-hmm. And, and they're just not going to get the job done the way that Tricom is. So turn to Tricom. Look, money back guarantee. I mean, come on now. That's right. Even if they are as effective as Tricom, hydrocortisone has a bunch of side effects you may not be aware of. And this will give you the same itch relief for winter skin as the hydrocortisone without the side effects. And it works quickly and the relief lasts. Okay. So Tricom. Tricom is your stuff. That's right. Be sure to get Tricom and remember the itch-free guarantee. If you're unsatisfied, mail back the empty tube for a full refund. That is Tricom. Hey, this is Pat Boone. You and I are listening to Loveline with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. Oh, that, that's what I need yeah. to do. I need to uh. speak like Pat Boone. Pat can Pat could uh. uh, read a whole encyclopedia uh. in between words. And it's really a good way of thinking. You always come out like a genius because you just think everything out before you say it. And everything he read in that dictionary would prove the creationist theory. <laughs> <laughs> a little uh, a little religious Pat Boone theorizing going on here on Loveline. Uh, when we had Pat on the show, I asked him in jest, have you ever kicked a guy's ass? And he said, yeah, yeah, I have. He said that uh, some guy was at uh, the uh, gate of his estate. He was talking into the intercom. He was making lewd comments about Debbie Boone uh, during the uh, you, light, <laughs> you Light Up My Life years. Uh, he somehow hopped the wall and like uh, sneaked in the service porch. No, he ended up in the front door, front front porch. Oh, he was. Well, yeah. anyway, Pat uh, opened the door and cold cocked the guy, and then later, <laughs> and later set... him off the ground and put his arm around him and took him in for coffee. Right. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I've heard that story before. Yeah. He, uh, you know, he, that he sounds like good ass. press to me. It was I don't the know. Best cup of coffee I ever had too. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> got the guy arrested after, uh, after the coffee. Hey, okay, do uh, uh, we'll get back to the calls in a second? But uh, when does the tour begin? Well, and how does that go? We start. We're we're playing this Sunday. You know, with Tony. Tony what time and, is that? Um, we're playing, I believe, around 4.45. He might know for sure. That's what I was told. At the um, City Walk. At the City Walk. Uh, it's going to be our first real big official Everclear show in uh, Where are they going to put all those people? Oh, they've, they've got a stage built, and they've got this huge half-pipe set I mean, there are going to be a, a ton of people. Well, there was like... Helmet played last year, and I believe there was like five thousand people there. It's going to be more. Just, Where do they have it at that at that By opening in front they're, of the? They're expecting in front of the Hard Rock, right? In front yeah. of the theater and the Hard Rock, yeah. there. They're expecting close to about ten thousand. I bet people, it'll be ten thousand. Yeah. Oh. So yeah, it's uh, it's exciting. 
it's 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 going to be a lot of fun. And then from there, is there any uh, dates or any yeah. official launch? We're doing three weeks of free shows all over the country. It's an in-store promo tour that I came up with the crazy idea of. And Capitol's like, great, we get to pay for it. Great. <laughs> so you, you'll be traveling around uh, doing free shows, free signing shows at, CDs at, and at all that stuff? Store. Yeah, but we're playing full-on electric rock shows all right. over the country. And then, um, then we uh, start the tour on the day before Halloween in the Midwest, and we end up here at the El Rey on November 25th. Close Fifth. enough. 25. So, all right. So you come back yeah, then right. and, and give the plug for the uh, L Ray. Are you going to be going out with anybody, or yeah. do you know that much yet? Our Lady Peace and Letters to Cleo. Oh, we just. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, we just had that conversation with Our Lady Peace, who we had on. Right. I think it was last, yeah, last week. week. Yeah, yeah but, I heard they said very nice things. Very nice band, and um, actually, I, I just saw Our Lady Peace on. Uh, I don't know Conan last night or uh, the Didn't night you have before. Him on something the TV like that. Show? No. No. Just no. Last week on the radio. And uh, actually, I like both those bands, so you guys should be in for a good tour. Rick, yep. you're 20. Yes, I am. What's going on? Hey, I'm going to try to say a lot of stuff and a lot of stuff fast, because you got to do it. All right. First, Adam Carolla, uh, you're badass. It's cool how you go on your little tangents, and, I, and I'm the future of radio. I'm, a, I'm on a college radio station right now called Camp around here, and uh, I, I, I go off on sorority girls, how they always say like, like every other word. Is that a, is that a junior college radio? No, it's a... U of A, University of Arizona. Oh, I thought that was University of Assholes. I didn't, I didn't know that one. <laughs> Rick, that, what that, else? That's where I went. Really? Who went to Arizona? Arden. No, no, I went to University of Assholes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, the, uh, so I noticed you guys have a lot of those kind of people calling up that are always, like, seem like airheads because they just say, like, there was this, like, guy that, like, and I just, you know. All right, hold on. Let me let me intervene here for a second, Rick. Right. This is not the uh, hallway of the dorm room. Do you understand? Yeah. This is big-time radio. Yeah. We, <laughs> don't time. Have, we don't have time. Big-time radio, Rick. That's why we're all crammed into this small little room waiting for you to get to your question. All, all right. right, then. What i got to say is, Art and everybody at Forever Clear, you're awesome, and I was really ultimately hoping maybe I can get an autograph picture because you're badass. Last year we drove all the way up to Phoenix from Tucson only to run out of tickets, like two, two people before we got to see the show at the Electric Ballroom, so mm. we missed out last year. So you want them to send you an autograph picture? Yeah, hoping. Uh, the band doesn't take pictures. They believe it steals their soul. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Uh, Do you guys but have you, a picture? You know what we did, though? We we had a friend of ours. He was actually on a, on this ashram in Oregon do woodcuts of us. And we're okay we'll with that. We'll send you those. Yeah. We'll sign those and send them right out to you. Uh, it'll be a big uh, thing of naughty spruce coming uh, via <laughs> UPS. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rick. Is I'll, he fed these lines here? Uh, Is he like fed uh, this? Stuff? I'll tell you what. No, I used to be a carpenter, so I'm, oh I'm yeah, hip, yeah, I'm yeah. hip to the wood. So, Rick. Yeah. You know all about the wood. Huh? We'll uh, we'll put you on hold. Yeah. I, I got it. I'm just not acknowledging it. What's your question, Rick? No, that's it for Rick. Rick, that was his <laughs> question. He had comments. We'll put you on hold, and if the band sees fit, they will sign something and and like, send it out at some point. We'll yeah. s we'll send you something. So, uh, Sherry Ann. Sherry Ann. Get the like. We'll send talk it to, to you. Like, talk to Griggs. Quick. Talk to the like, radio gun. Right away. All right, All right, All right like, like, cool, See you right. later. Cool. Like, Cindy. Yeah. You're 16. You're on with Everclear. Yeah. First, I want to say that I think... Hi, Everclear. I think you guys are great. Hi, Cindy. Hello. Thanks. You rule. Thanks. Um, my question is that, uh, well, a couple weeks ago, I was fooling around with a guy, and I was giving him a hand job, and I felt these uh, little bumps at the end of his penis. 
and I just kept going, and I didn't do anything else because I was too afraid what it, what it could be. And I was wondering, you know. <laughs> so you kept you going. Think? Yeah. <laughs> right. <but laughs> okay. It, you don't want to draw any. It didn't last long. It only lasted like 15 minutes, maybe. How old was he? Uh, 18. Oh, okay. Yeah. And um, I was just wondering what they might be because I would like to go further with them, but w- I don't Were they symmetrically distributed around the head? It was on the b- base, the bottom. Were they symmetrical around the base? Um, no. It was just, just like a few of them, just like around it. Did it f- uh, form uh, Orion's belt? How big were they? How big would you <laughs> no. say they are? Like the head of no. a pin? Um, there was just a few of them, and they were just kind of dry. Like the head of a pin, that size? Kind of, yeah. Were they raised much or just a tiny bit? Just a little bit. Probably that is the pearly penile papule, and those are normal. That Say that again? <laughs> yeah, please, I didn't get that. I'm sorry. No, I just Pick uh, a... Pick a pearly penile papule. <laughs> that is probably the pearly penile papule, which are normal little growths around the base of the penis that, that's m- that what many I was men to have. Say. It's, of course, always a possibility that it is a wart, uh, yeah. and you ought to check it out. Genital sure. warts. should be wearing a condom anyway if you're going to be engaging oh, in contact. Y- you're going to give a guy a hand job with a condom on? Well, no. not, she's, she, she said she wanted to go further. Oh, oh, I see. I'm sorry. But I, I'm yeah, I would have given him a blowjob, but I stopped right there. I was like, Now, you're 16. Nah. Is that is that common practice for a 16-year-old? She's a little behind, actually. She <laughs> should be in the side of me. Hey, Cindy, <laughs> Cindy, can I ask you a question? This is Art. Can I ask you a question? Go ahead. How long have you, and, you know, you don't have to answer if you want to, but no one knows who you are, so it's okay. Um, how long have you been giving Felicio to boys, men? Well, I've only given two, and I mm. first time I did it, I was 14. God, w- see. What, what do you think about this? I mean, <laughs> Actually, I was kind of, uh, not harassed, uh, pressured. Yeah. The guy was daring me, so I was like, and I really, really Daring you. It. I dare you. You really like <laughs> it. I'll bet you can't do it. In one way, I was under the influence, and another way, I was, he just was like, oh, come on, you know, I dare you to, or whatever, and I was just like, all right, fine, but I didn't go further. That's a new technique for you, Adam. That's good, yeah. I, I didn't go I, far, just gave him a hand job, that was it. And no, I know, I just, the reason I'm asking, you know, I'm, I got a daughter, I got a five-year-old, and, yeah. and you know, when I was a 14-year-old boy, I or 18-year-old boy, I would have been all about it, too, but, you know. Looking at it from my perception, from my perception as a father, mm-hmm. and just as a grown-up, it's just like the more time you take to find out about someone, and and to mature and to grow up, and then become sexually active when you're both able to handle it, both mentally and physically, mm-hmm. all that stuff is so much more fun. I mean, the girl that called earlier, it's just like intimacy. It's like learning about someone, and someone who really cares about you is going to stick around. Well, well you're, it's true that your body is physically able uh, or capable. Oh, and it's screaming at, at for At 13 it. and a half or 14. It's screaming but for But it. it really uh, turns your mind into jello at that age. Thank God I didn't get laid in high school. <laughs> well, I, I might be pursuing a relationship with this person. I'm just kind of seeing him now. So we're just, we're kind of taking it slowly. And cool. All right. Together. Cool. That's fine. So, I mean, it's not like I'm just going to, I don't like one-nighters, so. Okay. Don't forget the condoms. I know. All right, Cindy. Oh, yeah. Sounds like a dad. <laughs> <sighs> no dad has hair that color. Art. I got to. You want to bet? You want to bet? You want to see baby pictures? Oh yeah, yeah. You've already well, seen them. Oh, no, but I'd like to see him again. And, and Drew, get out the wallet. I hear the kids are going to be five soon. Yes, next month. Yes. <laughs> okay. David, you're 16. Drew, sli- hold on, hold on. Drew, don't yeah, panic. Big... You'll hurt yourself. <laughs> Just slide the chair out. <laughs> Beautiful. David, what's going on? Well, um. I just want to say, first off, is Adam, you're so cool. You know, I like you a lot. And um, thanks. <laughs> um, 
like last weekend I had a party at my house and stuff and got really drunk and with my friends and um one of my best friends and stuff we all like fell asleep and I just um I started like doing stuff to him and I'm, I never consider myself you know gay or anything but like I, I always have like an interest in it you know? yeah so I'm worried like you know I kind of, you know, want to keep doing that, but, like, I'm, I'm wondering whether I should tell my friend that I did that. He wasn't aware that you were doing it? He was passed out. Yeah. There's still some, I mean, like, when I threw up in the ice maker in Tijuana and passed out in the alley, yeah. I was still aware when the cop came <laughs> down the alley and smacked me with his uh, billy club to get up and go back into the restaurant. The, there is some recollection. I, I'm I'm so I'm engrossed in uh, Art's daughter in a very healthy way right now, very lovely young daughter. David, I'll tell you what. We're, this is an important question. We're going to regroup because uh, Art and Drew didn't hear a word you're no, saying. No, I, I heard exactly what he said. And oh, okay. All right. We were busy with our kids. All right. So. Well, listen, we got to go to break. I'm going to uh, kiss Art's butt during the break, and then we'll come back and we'll uh, deal with you. Okay, David. All right. All right. We'll be back. I began to float up and wave from my body. Uh, lady, you better get back float. here. If you're not here when Love Line float. returns, they're going to be pissed. Float. Float. <laughs> Blinds galore, baby. Cool your home, man. You want to talk about it. I know it's getting hot. It's hot where we are. It's hot where you are, I'm sure. It's hot right here. It's hot right here. Oh. Yeah, turn the air down a little. Anyway, it, the the sun just blasting through. I mean, think about how hot your car gets. Think how much cooler your car would be if you parked it out in the sun if it had blinds all the way around. Well, that's the same thing with your house. And then also everything gets bleached out. The fabric gets bleached out. The You get bleached out. The carpet gets bleached out. Blindsgalore.com. Quality, custom-built blinds and shades made just for you. We use them here. Use them there. It's the kind of thing you get once and you use it for the next 25 years. So let's get going. Free samples, free shipping, free design advice, and uh, real easy. And you save money over the big box stores. Blinds Galore. They really do have Blinds Galore. Go to BlindsGalore.com. Let them know I sent you. Let them know that uh, they are proud sponsors and that you heard it here. BlindsGalore.com. It is uh, it is Loveline, Art, Greg, and Craig are here from Everclear, and uh, the great Tony Hawk has just stepped Woo! into the studio, and they're all going to be up at the Hard Rock uh, Vans World Championship of Skateboarding. I know you guys are playing on Sunday at uh, the Universal City Walk. Is it also going on on Saturday? Yeah, the uh, the event is Saturday and Sunday, and practice is all day tomorrow. So I'm basically living there for the weekend. Okay. Um, we will get all into it. we got to go to the 10-second station identification, and more Loveline will be forthcoming. This is Loveline on Radio Station.
Here's uh, Adam Carolla, Dr. Drew. Phone number for Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. Everclear is here. Tony Hawk is here. We're talking about the Vans Hard Rock World Championship of Skateboarding. <laughs> Tony, we'll um, talk to you about skateboarding for just one second. Okay. I don't know anything about this skateboarding because, it, to me, this is a lifestyle. And to me, it's almost like homosexuality. Now, not that, not that you have to be gay to skateboard, but you're either in or you're out. Like, I don't know what the hell goes on at a gay bar because I'm not gay. And I've never been into skateboarding, so I don't know what the hell goes on with the skateboarding other, other than uh, I know your name, and I know you've been one of the premier guys for uh, many, many years, and, and things are getting progressively uh, more dangerous as the years wear on, as far as I can tell. Yeah, well, the ante keeps getting ups every time you turn around. It is, it, is, it is this way with all sports, and I think it has to do partly with technology. Because I used to ride the old Black Knight so, with the clay wheels. But knowing uh, that, is wheels. that true with homosexuality, then, is what, yes. what you're saying? Is yes. The ante keeps getting ups? Uh, ear felching will be, the, uh, will be the next fad in, in homosexuality. I'm calling home to tell my wife to tell my daughter to go to bed. I don't want her to hear this, this, this ear felching. Oh, she doesn't know what We that found out that Art and I are bonded uh, through our uh, fertility campaign. Oh, yes, yes. Thank you for bringing that up. I, I promise more Why did you even with tell Tony, me? but I'm glad, I'm glad we're uh, digressing for a second. Art has a beautiful five-year-old daughter. Drew has um, four kids, actually. He doesn't know about one of them, so I don't want <laughs> to say anything. She lives in Venezuela. Uh, Tony, you have, uh, you have a child? Yeah, he's four and a half. Four and a half. Uh, all, Greg, all, all Craig, any? Peers. Our, huh? kids, our kids are peers. Yeah, every single one. definitely. All right, so... We have, we have a preschool. My kid just started kindergarten. Yeah. yeah. Now, exciting. now, Drew and uh, and Art both conceived uh, the, the um, unconventional. No, 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 no. Art, Art is going to try again the unconventional. We're, we're thinking oh, about I see. it. We're, we're trying to figure it out because... Well, figure it out. I'm not home a lot, right? Yeah. So, there you go. So, I don't know. Oh, so your daughter was conceived uh, through biblical uh, measures. <laughs> yeah, when we, light, when we were poor, <laughs> <something>. living, <laughs> when we were poor and had no money. Right, and, and toothless. And, and weren't married. And then, <laughs> right. and then, you it was know. easy to conceive. Right. Oh, yeah. Art's uh, strung out on heroin. The band hasn't no, sold no, the no, no, no. And no, uh, no. pow, everyone's pregnant. <laughs> I know how it goes. <laughs> no, that was the early days. Okay, so, but Drew. Because uh, your sperm is not as uh, ambitious as most, had to go through uh, different means for contraception. Fertility right? campaign. For conception, for conception, I should say. Right. And the fertility campaign that you waged was, uh, was what? Explain the procedure. <laughs> well, I mean, we did an in vitro fertilization, but, but Art and I were comparing notes on how they... Uh, how you get it in the cup. How they obtain the specimen of the, for the male. Right. And in our, my case, the men would line up every morning at the uh, specimen room. But they gave you videos, and man. And you'd go into the they room and, them videos and to produce watch. a specimen. And why every morning? <laughs> I took mine home. Because they did the uh, implantations in the afternoons. They needed the sperm, prepare it all during the morning. and uh, So uh, and morning was sample. Uh, late morning was uh, uh, pep talk. And then <laughs> it was in for the sperm. Uh, in in the afternoon. I think they would probably mix the sperm with the eggs in the morning. The hell and then, does this and then have to do with skateboarding? I, I, All right, I we'll, we'll get to Tony. But but here's my question: How many Tony's mornings like, did you do this? I thought you'd just do it one I morning. Think I did it. I did it once to sort of test things, to make sure everything's okay, and then, you do, sure and then you do it once for the real the real thing for the performance. Okay, and you can't be serious that there's a line of guys. A line of guys. I stood in line with four guys one morning. And uh, and and. 
Is there? How long did it take you? They didn't there? help it... each other or anything. It was just they're in line. They're not. Wa- you don't watch one another. Right. There's a certain camaraderie in masturbation. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Oh man. Go. All right. So it, yeah, I read about that. It, there were videotapes in the in the uh, in the whack closet that you went into, right? <laughs> Jack Shack. And uh, was there? Now, did it double as uh, like a janitorial closet where a uh, elderly black gent walked in and said, "Don't mind me. I'm just going for the end dust." No. No. It was, it was a, a dedicated dust. closet. Okay. And did you do it standing up or did you uh, recline on a cot? He's not telling I don't remember. I don't remember. See, I'm like a dog. I can't masturbate unless there's something around (laughs) that's familiar that I can sniff like a gym sock. That's how my penis works. I actually take, you know, like how bloodhounds work when a, when a convict escapes and they give him like a, you know, article of clothing. I have to let my penis sniff a gym. Okay, boy. Now get him. Get him. All right. So, uh, and, and just into a regular cup. Uh, a little like a urine specimen container. And did you snap the lid on it, or yeah. you just uh, give yes, it to him? You know what's and really weird? Did what? did how big was yours? Because mine didn't fit very well. It was like about that big. It was like a urine cup. Yeah, yeah. it didn't. It was weird. And uh, do you you gotta wipe the rim off and everything? I mean, uh, not if you know what was, you're doing. Uh, yeah, it was a long time. It was like six years ago. There was like a uh, little procedure you went through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I could you do it. Your, uh, there was the big the big thing. Here was <laughs> right. what the big thing was. Listen, this is interesting. The, the big, big thing. thing was making sure that it was properly labeled and there was no confusion about whose this was. That's true. That was the big deal. It's like make sure this is your cup, that you take it in your hand and you give it to this person with your name on it, and you sign a couple places to make sure you, you're wow. clear that it's uh, yours. Right. Yeah. And did you have like a porn name or did you just use your regular <laughs> name? Was like Big, big Jake or anything <laughs> like that? Because I'd want a handle if I, on my cup. I wouldn't necessarily want my name uh, with the masturbatory cup on the shelf there. Hey, Drew's been in here. No, I All right. Digger. Digger's good. Digger. <laughs> All right, so we'll get back to Tony uh, real quick, and then we'll get back to the uh, call. So the the um, the practice starts on Friday with the big uh, half half pipe. Yeah. How how high is that half pipe? Uh, this one I believe is about twelve. And that is to the crest of the pipe of the plywood pipe itself, yeah. and then guys are getting another how many feet of air after uh, that? That one probably eight, eight maybe oh, even twenty feet in the air. Oh, it is it is uh, it is amazing what is going on. And well, it, see, that's what you're saying about up in the ante. What uh, pro skater Danny Way just did a world record, 16 and a half feet, on a specialized ramp made just for doing high air. So he went 16 and a half feet above oh. the the top oh. of the ramp. How big was the ramp? 12. I think the ramp was. What did they say? It was like 16 feet. 15, and then he went 16, 16 feet, feet above. Yeah. And do you have to successfully pull it off yeah. in order for it yeah, to count? Absolutely. Amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, one of them, just he, they had a sequence of him bailing, and that was spectacular. And this um, <laughs> is. Uh, I, I I tell you, I would have a uh, chopper just uh, going, just with a harness on me, ready to just airlift <laughs> me to see did that, And he jumped out of a helicopter. On Man. And uh, are inline skaters going to get in on this too, or is no, this all this skateboarding? No, this is a skateboard event. Yeah, you no guys motocross think... guys. No BMX no, guys. No, no BMX. No. You guys think those guys are pussies, huh? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, no, you. No, those say guys that. go even higher. I mean, Matt Hoffman, he's gone about twenty feet in the air. Yeah. When when I did this uh, ordinary, you seen this extraordinary yeah. show on uh, that CBS show I did like yeah. a million uh, months ago, one of the stunts was. Just sh- hey, shut his mic off, please. Just because they didn't want me Shut back. Adam's mic oh, off. Please. Oh, please. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Tonight we rule. 
test. Right? Okay, Mike, come on. <laughs> All right, the point is, we're getting to the calls. The point is, is a guy on a BMX bike went down a big uh, launching ramp and hit a ramp that was probably about, mm, about seven or eight feet, did two complete flips oh, on his bike yeah. and landed on a landing ramp. Not a flip and a twist, not none, none of this BS. Uh, 360 degrees, uh, ass over forehead, two complete times, and landed. Total insanity. He was uh, he was about 25 feet in the air. He almost hit the rigging of the soundstage. Oh, boy, do you got to be high to do that. David. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you're 16. Yeah. Mike, Mike's getting a little happy with that whole mic thing. Power. We talked to David. He's the guy that uh, molested his male friend. Oh, right. 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 All right. Now, this is a, the friend did not wake up? Um, no. What, what exactly did you do to him? Well, like, at first I did, like, a little oral, and then, um, and then I had anal. With and him. he was asleep? Yeah. I don't think so. He, he, I, he was, I, I know. What, uh. He was erect, though? Huh? He was, he was erect? He was hard while you were doing all this? Yeah, I guess he thought he was, uh, having a wet dream or something. No. Mm -hmm. no, 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 not, buying. Yeah. not buying it. Not yeah. even borrowing down on it, kid. Rude awakening. Because I talked to him and he, he doesn't remember anything. Well, he may be denying it. No. For whatever reason. He, I, I know he doesn't remember. Is he homosexual? Do you know? No, no, but he's told me about experiences he had when when he was real little and. All right. So he was sexually abused by a well, male. He wasn't abused. It was sort of a mutual thing with with someone he knew. All right. With, so with another kid. Yeah. All right. So why is this so hard to believe? Yeah. He, he was that, that is sexual abuse, by the way. So there's always a perpetrator in sexual abuse, and the, and the abuse may be perpetrated by a peer. Another age old. Isn't this sounds like sexual abuse to me? And this is reenactment of that same stuff. Mm. And of course, he's going to be paralyzed when that happens. And of course, he's going to deny it and be a, be overcome by it and not want to talk about it. Well, how do you hold on a second? Let's uh, let's all just think. You're not going to get graphic, are you? No, we can figure it no, out. No, but let's think realistically for one second. Um, to um, have anal sex with a guy who's basically, you know, passed out like a, you know, sack of coffee. It, it, how, how do you do, how does one do this? I mean, how is this even, even you, know, you know, possible? How is this even feasible? What are you talking about? I mean, David, what David is suggesting is that he had anal sex with a guy who was completely passed out and uh, has no recollection of the experience and was, uh, you know, unconscious. Who for, was pitching, who was catching? David, you're you're on the mound, right? Yeah. No, I I, I I don't believe that you can have anal sex with one of your buddies who would just uh, you know just a heavy sleeper. Uh, well, I, I swear I don't think he has any recollection. Well, he. he well, I, I'm just curious, man. I, what was your mindset? The, I don't the, know. I don't know. I, I think. I don't know. I think I have a problem with like I don't know. Maybe Doctor Dewey knows something about this. Is like with like sex addiction. Yeah. Well, you know, were you abused too when you were younger? No, but like, I'm always, you know, masturbating, and I've always had a problem with. Everybody I, masturbates. Well, I know. I keep on thinking, like, 24/7. I'm always thinking about sex, and I can't help myself. How old are you? I'm 16. Man, that's your. That's the chemicals in your body just going crazy. I, that's what I keep saying, but it's like. But it's something a little more going on here because he no, raped his friend. <laughs> no, I agree, but I mean, you can you can screw. I can't use the right words, but you can obsess and become a compulsive about something oh, yeah. that
that is normal yeah and then take it to another level yes, like right. that woman you were talking right. to earlier that's right where you know she she was she had a phobia about vomiting right. which he had right. for years because he vomited when he was a kid right. on a plane so every time he gets on a plane he finds the barf bag feels okay Isn't that interesting? but but then he deals with it yeah that woman was like she couldn't leave the house you know she, it couldn't have been a stewardess giving you a hand job no. many years ago it had to be you had to be you vomiting every time and now you can relive that well we were trying to figure I'm it out it. all right we, we didn't know which way to go with it all right I'm look, look, now this is heavy stuff i mean your friend is a perfect victim he was victimized when he was a young child now he's being victimized by you and the victims are paralyzed and defenseless, and that's why you chose him to do this on. Obviously, there's a sense that people have about people that are b- that have been victimized yeah. before, because mm-hmm. you would never, in your right mind, try this with somebody that that was not um, a candidate. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Uh, so you got to get some help, David. Yeah. I mean, and I, it, the fact that you're calling in says that you know something's up too. So don't keep acting out. Because uh, you will, uh, it it will have uh, repercussions. Oh, that's yeah. for sure. Oh, yeah. oh, that's on your reel. Can yeah. you imagine God seeing that? Uh, <laughs> oh, wait, wait a minute. Hold up, hold up. Uh, wow. Saint Peter. And they're just sitting wait there looking at you, going, "Wow." <laughs> just no, nothing more. That's all God's saying for right. about ten minutes. He'd probably just pull a big lever and the hatch would open <laughs> and just go sailing down to hell. But uh, I suspect that uh, David was uh, influenced as a child in some I think meaningful he was too. way. Too. It certainly too. sounds like it, uh, Greg. Yes. 24, what's going on? Well, there was, um, let's see, a couple of years ago, I had my first sexual experience with a girl. And, you know, like these things go, I was really nervous. And um, didn't happen exactly for me, right? Which is so, which is very common. Yeah. So, you know, after that, I had another girlfriend, you know, we had pretty normal sex life. And then I got together again with this this first girl. And, you know, I like her. She's really attractive to me, but, like, nothing. Yeah, we had this question today on the television, too. You mean he, he, he's attracted to her, but he's not sexually uh, motivated he's or compelled? Responding. Yeah. Not responding. It's just, it's just not... Yeah, there's something missing, and uh, and you're you're, or, or or maybe something there. Well, something about it is not uh, comfortable for you right now. It may, maybe things are oh good, it may be a healthy thing, but whatever it is, it's something that overwhelms you, or you're just not attracted the way you think you are. The uh, that response doesn't lie. Okay. <laughs> no kidding. But uh, I'm thinking, is that just is it possible to be just with one person, or is that does it mean that the next person I'm going to try it with, you know, it's also not going to happen? Well, you're obviously a very anxious guy. I mean, we, we can hear that, and the anxiety is what caused it to happen yeah. the first yeah. time. Right. Maybe it's what caused it to happen this time. And Maybe. if you obsess about it potentially happening the next time, it will happen the next time. Exactly. Yeah. It's so called anticipatory anxiety, and which I've suffered from for almost 14 years, yeah. off and on. You know, along with the depression and the chemical imbalance you know it's 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 a thing of like if something happened once it's like if you have an anxiety attack or you freak out at the supermarket every time you walk into the supermarket in the back of your mind or in your subconscious there's this little tape going right. of like you know oh my god it could trigger yeah it could happen again and that's what happens you start worrying about it you start putting yourself in this aggravated state of of anxiety yeah you're gonna freak out and you're gonna get weird when you start looking for it. Greg it, vomiting on the plane is a uh, fine example, example of yeah. the self-fulfilling prophecy. Could but you imagine, though, I mean, as a four-year-old and having people just, I mean, you have to smell that for the rest of the flight? Well, uh, I'd be outraged. i demand my money back. Oh, that's why I always fly first class. Actually, I fly better in first class. I actually, I'm up, in the, up on the flight deck. 
I'll actually navigate most flights. I don't know know if you know that, Drew, because you're back in coach with your wife and kids like an idiot. I fly alone. I fly first class. I uh, wave back to Drew. Sometimes I'll just just stick my penis through the curtain and wave it at Drew, and I'll balance it like a highball on it. And and I'm just curious, Drew, what does your family think about this when he does that? I I, I shelter them very carefully. Believe me, they don't see any of it. But he comes back and abuses us. Yeah, I do. It's me and my wife. He'll come back like laugh. Well, point. You know, the thing is, you've got to get the mileage. Once you get the mileage, you, fi- you fly the family in first class. You, up, you upgrade. Yeah. Yeah, but we get uh, flown around and stuff, and Adam takes the first class ticket. Uh, and right. think anything of his partner who tries to spend time with his family and bring them along as opposed to— Well, because to- what happens is is they offer to—they'll fly as first class, except for when Drew says that uh, his bring entourage family. is coming. He's like Don— His posse. He's like Don King. He, his posse. He has, he's the white Don King. There's a bunch of guys with the jewelry who are just getting their cut of something. And they all Only come on the plane. Only these are four years old. Well, no, but he has, he has to fly— he has a nanny, too, because he has to have the uh, Wrangler once he gets to wherever he's at, because otherwise he won't be able to enjoy himself. Uh, don't bring the kids if you're going to bring the well, nanny. Well, even though, just me and my wife, you, you come back there and point. And, and Why don't you pay for your it? wife to fall first class? Why don't you bump her up? Yeah, true. Why don't you bump her up? That's seriously expensive. I mean, that is really so, expensive. You know, you know, you're to, a star. To me, oh, come uh, on. To me, first class is so expensive, it's like full-serve Full serve gas. They don't right. want you to do it. it you want to know something? Me. You want to know something? I moved from here to Oregon. There is no such thing as self serve gas in the state of Oregon. Oh. It's against the law. It's against the law. Oh, it's against the law. What a utopia you're living in. <laughs> and you know what? Yeah. I'm all right with that. Yeah. Wow. Why is it against the law? I don't know. They're afraid we're going to light ourselves on fire accidentally. Because that uh, happens I, so I much. Heard that they just they're trying to keep jobs. Uh, well, that could be job too. security. It's, it's, you know it's, that you could always pump gas. It, it, it's it's part of that. It's part of that. It's also it's also just you know, I mean it's 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 an economic thing and it's also a service. It's a service oriented thing. How See, much? there's no sales tax in Oregon. Oh. There's no sales tax. <laughs> so you buy a car for ten grand, man, you pay ten grand. You go in the store. So I get I get I've gotten lulled into this panacea of you know, oh that's five dollars. Here's five dollars. Thank you. You know I come down here. I'm like. Five bucks, cool. That'll be six forty-five. You know, it's yeah. like eight percent interest or whatever. And, uh, it is. Arts, and arts, eight sitting, and a quarter. Art, you're like the. You oh, don't at know. Least. It's high. Art, you're just. You don't pay attention to, the, to sales tax, but you won't buy, pay first class for your wife. <laughs> Come on. Don't try to figure out uh, the mystery of Drew, but I could see Art <laughs> pulling into uh, like an Arco out here in uh, you know LA and just sitting in buddy, his car well, that's buddy, like an hour 45 you can always spot, the horn. You can always spot the Oregonians because they're the ones sitting there just Going waiting for someone hell? to come out. <laughs> hey look buddy I grew up here alright. Alright. All right. You're in my city. You're in Culver City. I grew up here. Right. This is uh, this is the hood and you're keeping it real no, now? The, the, the hood hood is about five miles over there. If you'd like to take a walk we could go over to the hood. No. I, you wouldn't like it much. I don't walk. I don't fly coach or many things that I don't do. <laughs> All right, uh, back to the phones. Uh, Denisha. Yeah. You're 15. What's going on? You're on with uh, Tony Hawk and Everclear. Hi. Hey. Oh. Hi. Okay. My discharge and my, my um, it's like kind of beige, and I don't know if it's because I'm on birth control or if it's because I'm sexually active. Is there any other symptoms? Any, any pain or burning? No. How long have you been sexually active? Um, this, this year, for like probably a couple months. How do you get on birth control at 15? Do you have to? W- can you go down and do that? 
Yeah. You don't have to have a parental consent or anything? Mm, no. Um, it could be the, the pill. I mean, beige is often blood. Have you been having a mid-cycle bleeding? Mm, no. You know what I mean by mid-cycle bleeding? Yeah. Okay. Is she using condoms? Are you guys using condoms? Yeah. Every Wait, you're not using condoms? Yeah, I am. Well, you're on the pill and you're using condoms? Yeah. Okay, so it's not likely to be a sexually transmitted disease. And usually that would have other symptoms other than just the change in color. Um, Drew, is is there blood in just about everything that comes out of you that's a different color other than um, yellow or white? What? Or <laughs> brown. <laughs> you know what I mean? Blood, huh? blood is brown or beige or, or black. That, what I'm saying is... is or red. All right, but if you have something coming out of you uh, and it's, a, it's, a, it's an off hue... Let's yeah. say. Wouldn't, wouldn't it be you, safe to say that there's blood you, you involved? You worry about blood, sure. You want to check for blood sometimes. All right. I, I don't know if you could generalize that much. I, I mean, you can? I think I could. You just did. Yeah. Um, but uh, the doctor that's prescribing the pill for you, why don't you go back and, and discuss it and maybe get another pelvic exam just to make sure. Okay. Doesn't that make sense? Yeah. I have another question. Okay. The, um, the person that, like, I took my virginity, well... Like, he kind of, like, hits me and stuff. but I, like, you? I Yeah. And I, like, love him to death. But, like, and I'll, like, we'll play around, you know, and I'll just, like, kind of tap him. And then he'll, like, smack me real hard. And this guy is an asshole. <laughs> Drew's right. Why, why do you let a man hit you? Why do you let anyone hit you? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it's just, like, I don't know if he means anything by it or anything. What difference does it make? Don't allow it. Don't allow it. Okay. Don't let anyone ever hit you, even playing. <laughs> Ever. Well, what do you mean you don't know? Have you ever confronted him? Yeah. And he'll just be like, oh, you know, I'm joking and stuff. And like, uh, well, obviously you don't know he's joking or you wouldn't say anything. Yeah, and I'll, like, have bruises or welts on me. And stuff. That's not a joke. Like, complain to him about it, and he'll just, like, shut up. Well, uh, the complaint is, that happens let me, again, I'm out of here. Let All me right. ask you a question, Denisha. Uh -huh. If you if you had a kid, would would you think it was funny that her boyfriend was hitting her? Even in, jo in, even just, in even even joking? Would you think it was funny? Not really. Did, uh -uh. Your, did your father he handle you that way? Mm, I haven't seen my father in forever. He but when you were a little kid, were you, were, were you handled that way when you were a little kid? No. Did your mom hit you? Mm, she'll, yeah, when I was little. But she would like, it was like on my butt. Whatever. You were handled that way when you were a little kid. Yeah. So that's why you think that's acceptable now. It's mm. not. And, and, and uh, along with the theory or the theme of tonight, which is... You somehow attract the people that know it's uh, it's okay. It's sort of like, um, well, I hate to go back to the gay reference all the time, but this is not in a bad way. I have some gay friends. Well, relax over there, Art. You don't have any gay friends. <laughs> I have some gay friends, and I say to them, hey, when you go out and you, you, know, you cruise around for guys, you go to a party, how do you know when a guy's gay? I mean, uh, aren't you uh, frightened that you're going to go up and start hitting on some guy whose uh, wife is then going to enter the conversation or something? And they say, you know. They know. You just do, know. Do, do you know when you... It just makes sense to me. Do you know when you look at a woman and you think she's, she looks at you like she thinks you're attractive? You know, right? Right. All right, same thing. Right. Don't be condescending. I'm not right? being condescending. Just relax. You showed up late. You, know, you, haven't, stopped, you haven't stopped acting out. All right. Then. You know, God, look just at the relax. time. Just oh relax. God. But what I'm saying is, is it seems to me that uh, people that were sexually abused or people that were physically abused, others can go up to them. And know 
and yeah. know it. They can just be sitting across from them at class. They could uh, pass them in a mall. They can work together. But they know, like you know when a woman's attracted to you or like uh, you know when a man is a homosexual. It is the same subtle I- indicators that somehow they're picking up on and they know it's okay to go uh, apply their evil trait. Okay, but at the and, same and time... the victim knows yeah. he's a good abuser. Yeah, right. but they look for their own tormentors, yes, don't you think? Yes, that's right. They find them. I mean, I mean, look at it repetitively. Yep. It's 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 frightening like that. I uh, I couldn't do you, agree more. Do you more. see people who break that cycle though? I mean, uh, usually either by accident or with a lot of work. How by accident? They just getting someone good. They accidentally get up with somebody good who has a lot of patience, who hangs in with them, and they, yeah, but they don't allow it to be sabotaged. And the person sort of has to change. But maybe nine times out of ten, it's not. Gonna, it's not going to. It's not going to work for them. They're not going to be attracted of, to them. Ninety-nine times out of a hundred, it's people go to try to confirm their defensive sense of themselves as it has been developed through their family system, yeah. and anything outside of that is very threatening. Yeah. Okay, we got to go to break. I just want to uh, leave everyone with this uh, final thought before we go into a um, zit medicine commercial or whatever uh, your local station will be playing. Uh, the thing I think about all the time is the the. The most and, and, and greatest and most ignored aspect of, of human existence is the ability to change. I mean, you can do whatever yes. you want. We're human beings. I totally yeah. agree. You can do really whatever change. the f yes. you want. You you could. All of us in in this room could become doctors if we dedicated well, ourselves. Shush up. Just shut his mic off. <laughs> and if if we had eight years to uh, to give it, but forget about the title. I just mean, if you're an alcoholic, you can quit. If you're an abuser, you can stop. You can stop that. You can do whatever you want in life. You can change and do whatever it is. But most people completely squander. That part, and that is the thing that separates humans from animals to yeah. me. I mean, that is the only good thing you have as a human yeah. being is you get to do what you want. You get to be in charge of your own destiny, but everyone squanders it. They get right into this repetition BS, and they just go through their entire life that way. Yeah, I don't All care. right. Yeah, but can I say something real quick? No, no, because we're going to break, and that, yeah. you couldn't do better than that. All I right, think I really, can. No, I don't think you can. You don't want me to. All right, I'm going to let you compose yourself and, and, uh, and even make okay. some notes. I was actually going to make you look good by saying this, but forget All right, no, no. No, we got time. <laughs> because you know, I read that story about you. Everybody read that story about um, Adam in the uh, in, in details. Yeah. Well, you know what? I was inspired by that because I was the same way. There was a time when you had your shot, your sights set low, right? Did you feel empowered that you could do anything? No. Did you always feel that way? No. Do you now that now that you've had success and that you've broken out of the yes, cycle? Yes, I do feel. Much I did more too, that way. man. I was poor. I was on welfare, but I just kept going with what I I I knew. And what I thought was right, and I got to a point where things are happening for me now. Now that we feel empowered and we're sitting here talking to, what, a couple million people talking about this, that's one thing. But when you're sitting out there in the dark listening to it, it's hard to figure that out. But by people saying you can do that, people that you look up to, that, that ins- that's right. inspiring. And uh, hopefully that's uh, part of what we're doing. Yours was well still as... better, but I think I was, well, I was close. We want to work in a fart joke every once in a while. Too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll be back. Okay. Why don't you try rapping at this time? Yo, yo, kick some flavor and stuff and love and line. I'll be right back in a minute. I'm sorry, that was really bad. You're just not street like me. You know, we love hearing from you, so keep on sending those tweets and comments, because we read every one of them. 
Your opinion is important. That's why we don't want you to miss the chance to take our listener survey at podcastone.com. You see, your responses will help us make this show the very best it can be. It's not a lot of effort because it'll only take you about three minutes. And you'll get the instant gratification that comes with knowing that you helped us get better. So do it now. Take the survey at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com. And don't forget, keep those tweets and comments coming. Hi, this is Jonathan Silverman and Joey Slotnick. We always listen to Love Line with Adam Carolla and Dr. Dr. Drew. And uh, so does Everclear and Tony Hawk who are here tonight. They are, well, Tony Hawk will be performing or participating or competing. Yeah, that's more manly. (laughs) (laughs) Over at the uh, Vans Hard Rock World Championship of Skateboarding. And uh, that is uh, this weekend with the uh, culmination coming on Sunday with Everclear playing up at the uh, Universal City Walk. So it should be quite an event. Uh, Tony, how many uh, championships do you have under your belt? Oh, wow. I don't know. (laughs) That's good. Everything. He's won everything. Yeah, I mean, you, you basically... Have... I guess that the, what people would know would be X Games. Like right. Like and, and this year, 97, and then uh, a couple of Hard Rock events. What what year did you get started? Ooh, about 79. Mm-hmm. 78, 79. You started competing? No, and... well, just skating around. And then right. I started competing a couple years later. And how, old, how old are you, Tony? I'm 29. Oh, wow. And oh. you're... Um, now, your folks obviously thought you were nuts or didn't want you to do it at first or anything like that. No, actually, my parents are very supportive. Really? Um, yeah. I would not was... be supportive if my kid did. <laughs> my dad was the most supportive dad you could ever imagine. But, I mean, did you say to your dad when you were, you know, 15, I'm going to make a career out of skateboarding? No, when you're 15, you know. When I was 15, I wasn't really thinking too much about careers, except for what fun. they were trying to force you to think about in high school, you know. Right. And uh, <laughs> So I was just... Skating, I was I was digging it, and I was in high school. I wasn't I didn't have to pay rent or anything. And uh, who are you sponsored by? Well, Birdhouse. Birdhouse is is my company, and then we have a team. Oh. And you travel. Uh, I mean, do, do you travel uh, all throughout the year doing events? Yeah, pretty much. Um, we ha- we do a whole summer tour for about five weeks, mm-hmm. and then uh, the rest of the year I just usually go away on weekends doing events. Right. I, I, uh, I'm still uh, absolutely... The thing I can't figure out is how the board sticks to their feet. Well, uh, 50 feet in the air. Yeah, well, I know they hang on to it sometimes for some of the stunts, but then other ones, they just sort of go over stuff. Or uh, It's I, the ollie. Uh, I watch... It's the what? The ollie. What's the ollie? The ollie is the basis of almost any trick that you've seen. It's, it's the act of popping the board up to your feet right. without grabbing it. Oh, but the guys who, like, um, then balance down the hand railing, down two flights of stairs, and uh, ultimately um, split it with their thighs and drag their <laughs> testicles uh, along the thing. I, I can tell you, forget about the uh, helmet on the head. I would have a helmet on the penis and testicles if I was skateboarding. This is, seems to me be the trauma zone when it comes to accidents. Everything goes right for the testicles. <laughs> and I hope you wear a cup. Do you wear a cup? Uh, no. No, I would wear a cup. 
Really? Yeah. Is that really yeah, going to slow you down? That's kind of pussy, though. Oh, it's, mm-hmm. it's considered unmanly to uh, wear a cuff? Well, Loose no jacket. Really know, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'd, wear, I'd wear one of those. Uh, I used Believe to. Or not, you, you don't hear too many horror stories about. Yeah, but one is enough, isn't one, it? Yeah, I guess so. I wear a cup just to come into the station. So well, what please. kind of normal injuries have you had? What kind of broken bones and. Uh, not too many. I have. I had a couple sprained ankles, had knee surgery um, about five years ago, but. Arthroscopic. I mean, yeah, arthroscopic. Yeah. But you know, if if you th- compare it to other sports and and general injuries, right? Not much. Yeah, but they get like forty million a year. <laughs> well, you know, I probably have more in- in- injuries than him just being on stage. I break <laughs> fingers all the time. I dislocate legs. I mean, we get so rough and like fall off stages and stuff like that. Doing that, uh, yeah. Pete Townsend windmill. Man, I just I can't. I'm 35 years old. I'm trying to be 15 again. I just, the body, the spirit's willing and the flesh is weak. And I, the, where was it? Toronto. I jumped off a stage. I thought it was like five, five or 10 feet. It was like 20 feet. I just kept falling. And the crowd's going, woohoo! And then and they're I'm picking like, art up. Oh my God. Does, but it, let me ask you this, because um, uh, does it, do you find that you you say, listen, what I'm going to take it easy tonight. I'm not going to take any chances. And then you get out there, and the crowd gets ignited, and the music gets going, and then you just kind of go, you go nuts, and that's where where the possible injuries occur. Yeah, I think that's part of it. Do you get do yeah, you all hopped up on the crowd? Yeah, yeah like like, suddenly suddenly you're just there, and and, and everyone's you're in the zone, you man. Gotta, right, you got to perform. Yeah. You're oh. in the zone. You just want to. But usually the, the injuries don't hurt initially. It's the next day when you realize how right. badly you got the dead. adrenaline. That's why I stay uh, smack dab in the center of the nap zone. That is my <laughs> zone. Uh, I dabble in the masturbatory zone once in a while, but then it's right back to the nap zone with a, a brief intermission at the hamper zone, uh, which is between the nap and uh, the masturbatory yeah. zone. All right. Or the uh, sock sniff. Yeah. <laughs> the ceremonial sniffing of the sock. Oh. Brenda. Yeah. You're 15. Yes. What's going on? Okay, well, I don't know if I'm a virgin or not. I know it's kind of a weird question, but, okay, I'll explain. All right, so I was, like, I guess, like, having sex with this guy at his house, and his um, dad came home. So, like, we didn't get to finish, so he didn't orgasm me, you know, either did I. But he was inside of me, so am I a virgin? Nope. No. Nope. Did you bleed? A little, yeah. Adam has a theory that there should be a plane, uh, some kind of a... Would it would be electronic playing Adam or a sort of cellophane device that uh, I don't know how they do it, but it's like when you play football, you know, uh, whether you make it in the end zone or not depends on whether whether the ball breaks the plane of the end zone. And uh, I believe that same plane should exist for virginity. If the penis breaks the plane, uh-huh. Uh, then, uh, then it's That's a, then it's it. a touchdown, and the dance other, can. Uh, you had you know, felt some planes that exist in other parts of the body too. Oh yeah, well how'd that go? Well, the behindman. Oh, the behindman, yes. Wow. You uh, get past the, uh, the, every male has a behindman, and, uh, and, and mine is still for, intact. for really uh, this whole notion of virginity exclusively being a, a genital intercourse, that maybe there ought to be a, a plane ah. at the, here, and maybe here. Right. Well, no, I mean, when right. I was a kid growing up in the 70s, I was like, there's 14, 15-year-old girls going out with 19 or 20-year-olds. What's yeah. that about? Well, I'm still a virgin, but these little girls were giving blowjobs like porn stars. Right. That's you're not a virgin, right? Or having anal sex but not vaginal sex, right. and they're that's still bizarre. virgins. That's bizarre. You're not a virgin. Yeah, that's bizarre. <laughs> you know? Wait, are you saying like oral sex is can, like you have oral? It's sex. sex. Your virginity. Yeah, but it's. N- I think so. 
I go, you, I mean, if you're if you're putting someone's penis in your mouth, you're having sex with them. Well, it's you know? it's but but women disagree. A lot of women think that's foreplay. Well, people cling to the technicality, and ah. they do that a lot in life. And uh, I think religion brings that on. Yeah, but it with splits a lot of pretty people. well down the middle. Men think it's sex. Women thinks it, think it's making out. Right, Am I right, girls. Yes, you're right. <laughs> See. She's oh, a uh, uh, God forbid Anne should ever give me a <laughs> over there. She gives me the eye roll and the uh, hand twist, Come which on, means wrap it up. It up. <laughs> All right, speaking of wrapping it up, we're uh, running late for break because we ran so late in the last one, and it's uh, pushed us back here. So, Brenda, not a virgin. Use a condom. You're not a virgin. Okay, and but you uh, could even even with what you've done, you could get pregnant. Huh? Yeah. You could. Okay. Be pregnant, yeah. Can be very uh, concentrated in sperm. Yeah. Is that a technical word? The pre yeah, We use that here. Yeah, what is that? Because it's rock and roll. Pre-ejaculate or the uh, okay. uh, I just, emissions before. It's always funny when you say that, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's very PC. It would be okay if you said it? Yes. pre not, not him. Yeah, yes. See, you're right. It sounds better. Yeah, I, I didn't realize I was actually saying it. If I think about it, I probably wouldn't even say it. All right. And we will be back. Yo, G. The phone number for Loveline is 1-800-LOVE-191. Loveline. Thanks for making the big podcast with Shaq the number one sports podcast on Podcast One and iTunes. He is comedian Frank Caliendo. Frank, can we play a game right now? Whenever I say the name, you got to give me that voice. Barkley. Oh, that's, see, that's what I'm talking about. I would, is there a subject we're talking about? Like Stephen A. I'm incredulous to this entire situation. <laughs> I understand where we're going. John Madden. And then you think of all the things that these guys Barkley. do. The funny thing is that Shaq is a master puppeteer. That's what makes him really, really good. He's, he's like a regular Jim Henson. Let me just say that. Look out. The Big Podcast with Shaq. That's me. It's up right now at podcast1.com. That's podcastone.com. This is Pamela Lee, and you're listening to Loveline with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Oh, yes, you is. Uh, forget the phone number. Forget the fax number. Tony Hawk and Everclear are here. Salt and Peppa are going to be in here on Sunday. Basically the same rap uh, Everclear has. Uh, <laughs> Jars of Clay will be in here, and then Duran uh, Duran and uh, Shoot. Goldfinger. Shoot. Goldfinger. Shoot. Yes. Mm, oh, yes. Oh, we have quite a love affair going with uh, the Goldfinger. That Darren's a crazy guy. That Darren is nutty. Crazy uh, he's a lot That's of a uh, big, from him up there. fat, crazy Adam, drummer. I love you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. First night I met him, he put his big, hairy ass right on that piece of glass That's behind the... you. And, uh, you know, he likes cake. to do that That's a lot. That's a sign of love. He, he'll hump your leg, too, if you don't watch him. <laughs> That's why I always take my leg with me. Man. <laughs> He'll do it while it's still connected. He actually stood up, I believe, on the console or on the chair and, and gave me a B.A. And uh, B.A.s, uh, when you're topside, are, are, are quite uh, innocuous. But when you're underneath them, uh, uh, that's more of an exam. You know, it's funny you should mention that. Our road manager, Tim, Tim out here, um, gives a great lap dance. Oh, really? And he, for yeah. a 23-year-old guy, he's, he's a hairy little yeah. man. Would you feeling... like to see it? Yeah, he looks like he knows how to move. Yeah, yeah he no, does. he's he's got it going on. Yeah, he. Uh, you got a twenty. You got twenty bucks. 
Uh, if there's, uh, if the, I got ATM card. <laughs> <laughs> no, that ain't gonna. That do ain't gonna cash work. Cash up front only. Uh, cash, come on, man. You know. <laughs> I, I don't. I'm light. Let's I go to phone, guys. All right, you're light. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta play a song too. Man. Oh, we do. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. Whatever. Bad. All right. Yeah. Whatever. Mark. Yeah. Hey, you're 21. What's going on? Well, you guys keep saying everybody masturbates, and I'm 21. I've been sexually active, and I've never done it. Just never even really occurred to me. Mm. So the only time you've had an orgasm is in the presence of a woman. Other than I've had I've, uh, wet dreams. Right. Never, never. I bet you have wet, wet dreams. <laughs> wet dreams are basically God whacking you off. That's what a wet dream is. It's saying, you, listen, you won't do it yourself. I'm going to do it for you. It, this sperm is coming out of you one way or the other. If you're not going to make it come out like uh, Drew in one of those booze with some of his buddies coaching him, <laughs> then I'm going to force it out of you. Oh, don't you? Sometimes when you right, open Drew? yourself up, Drew, don't you wish you hadn't? Well, is it, Every it's night. Not, it's not that it's that un- normal or anything. Is it? It's just. It's unusual. It's very unusual. It's very unusual. And yeah. you know what? You know what? If you say it's true, we're going to believe it's true, but most people are just not going to believe it. I swear to God. Well, I mean, usually if somebody, it usually means you start having sex at a very young age. Yep. And yeah. I really didn't enjoy it. And yeah. I stopped. Yeah. How old were you when you started? Almost four, 15. I was 14, almost 15. Yeah. And so he never had an opportunity to begin the process. And uh, he just was... Does, on with does masturbation have something to do with power and control and with, 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 um, with empowerment, you think? Because, I mean, um, you're controlling it, right? Yeah. It has a lot to do with one's relationship with oneself and one's comfort with sexuality. Well, that's what I mean. I mean, you can't feel, empow- feel empowered mm-hmm. in the real world unless yeah. you feel empowered in your own little, your own hand. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I think it has to do with intimacy, too. A- every guy I know who uh, who really goes at it from a masturbatory standpoint mm-hmm. has difficulty with uh, relationships and or intimacy. You mean as an adult or as a kid? Uh, as an adult. As an adult, yeah. As a kid, it's, uh, you know, just something you do between classes, uh, after school, <laughs> uh, family gatherings, if you're like me, or, you, you know. Wait, when, uh, waiting for the Pop-Tarts, you know. Uh, right. Whatever. Yeah, the, ti- the time-consuming parts of life. Uh, waiting for uh, waiting for a cup of soup to come out of the microwave. Uh, there's a lot of downtime in life. And there's, there's not always a TV set or a challenge Yahtzee or anything nearby. You have to you have to take care of oneself. I mean... So, hold on, Mark. You're advertising that you don't masturbate, right? I just wonder. I mean, is, I was just wondering if it's that messed up or something would be wrong with me that I don't. But, I mean... Haven't I, you ever thought about trying it? I thought about it, but it just doesn't really appeal to me. Right. But uh, a lot of things don't appeal to a lot of people that they... You know, it's an acquired taste, it's uh, your butt. I guess. Yeah. Well, I don't know. All right, Mark. I mean, when most people, when they discover it, when you're what, about 12, 13, 11? I was a it's just late, like, but, you know. oh my God, I don't have to go out anymore. <laughs> this is great. Right. This rules. Oh my God, what's happening to me? And it's just like, you know, I, I was the same way. I started having sex at nine, and I didn't enjoy it because. I wasn't getting the payoff. I wasn't getting the money shot. You know, there was no payoff going on. Who are you? Boom. Who were you having sex with at nine? 13, 14 year old girls. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. I, I had a weird. I had a. Yeah, man, that is weird. Because I. But I mean, it's did, a long you, story. did you have a rap at nine? No, man. They were just doing it to me. I had an older brother who died of an overdose. I told you about right. this before when I was when I was twelve, and I'd hang out with him. And basically, he's seventeen, eighteen years old screwing 13 14 year olds right Mm -hmm. so they'd be this is the 70s this is the early 70s everyone was high no such thing as safe sex it was a sexual revolution it was california the led zeppelin generation it was just like 
everyone was screwing everybody else and it was just a, there was there was no compunction people talk about kids starting young now they were starting young men. It yeah. hasn't changed. Yeah, see, I was in the but valley. But I didn't those, get any of this. But all those people went out now and have had kids and were screwing up the, their, you know, if they didn't have any well, treatment or help, no. they screw up their next generation. Totally. Kids. That's why they're acting out. Yeah. She said, I didn't know this. Uh, it, Art grew up in the Culver City, Santa Monica area, and I didn't know it was such a, a hotbed of sexual activity because I. You would have moved out here. I, suspect, I mean, you're, you're only where, a where did years. you grow up? I grew up in North Hollywood. Yeah, just the valley, of, man. It's a lot of you know random shootings and stuff going on, but there was no <laughs> Not like, no random 70s. sex, earthquakes. Oh, yeah, I was shooting people in the seventies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, for being so honest, Art, and uh, so forthright, we're going to repay you by playing uh, another song off of the album. Cool. There's another fourteen cents. <laughs> right on. So much for the afterglow is the name of the uh, CD. It will be out on Tuesday. It is by the great band Everclear, and this one is called. I will buy you a new life. So much for the afterglow from Everclear. And uh, ooh, Tony Hawk is here, too. And we're running late for break. So we'll be back to wrap up and wrap down with Tony Hawk and Everclear after that. Here's Loveline before deworming. Here's Loveline after getting fixed. Here's Loveline chewing out its stitches. Here's Loveline dragging its butt across the carpet. Bad Loveline. Bad Loveline. Loveline has been And I'm Tracy Jackson. Now check out our new podcast, Gratitude and Trust. We, along with some very special guests, will show you how to get what you want out of life. And more importantly, how to keep it. It's inspiration. Enlightenment. And lots of humor. As we discover and share ways to give back. And live life in love and service and gratitude and trust. So join us every Tuesday for Gratitude and Trust. Gratitude and Trust is available at iTunes and PodcastOne.com. It'll make your life better. You better get some right now. You know what I like about uh, Everclear? Whenever, uh, whenever they come in, we always sit around and uh, we start waxing philosophical. Don't you do and, uh, this with all the bands? No, no, no. not we even close. Talk about getting it on. <laughs> yeah, with and, uh, Blur, so almost. <laughs> with Blur? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> 
Yeah. You know. Yeah. Most of the bands are so drunk by this time, it's hard to get a uh, hard to get a good where, answer. By the out way, of where's where's our Jack Daniels? Uh, yeah. yeah. We heard about that a long time ago. Never showed up. All right, so let me just uh, let me just give everyone their uh, due. Tony Hawk, you can find Friday, Saturday, and uh, hopefully Sunday, hopefully for, Sunday. <laughs> if he doesn't uh, bust his uh, testicles or get eliminated by some uh, act of. He's God. wrapped up in that whole testicle thing. Huh? He, uh, oh, I'll tell you, okay. He uh, th- he will be at the the City Walk up in Universal Studios there for the Vans Hard Rock World Championship of Skateboarding. Uh, thank you very much for coming in, Tony. Thank we you. do appreciate. Uh, Everclear will be playing on Sunday at the same location, so you can uh, kill two guests with one stone if you get out there. Can I tell you something? And it's only uh, 45 bucks for parking, so <laughs> I think they're having some sort of discount up there this weekend. Two yes, two right. We're actually playing a secret show tomorrow night, but I'm not saying under what name, but if you look in the paper, you can figure it out. Oh, really? Because mm-hmm. they take like letters from Everclear and have it uh, form something it's real else? Cryptic, or? Yeah. No, yeah, no, it's pretty simple. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, you tell me off the air, though. I'll tell you off the air. Okay. Yeah, but we're playing tomorrow night, and then we're, um, uh, we're playing Sunday, and that's going to be a blast. I can't wait to see it. And For anyone who's never, who's never seen these guys skateboard and you think it's like some sort of toy, it's not a toy. It's amazing. I mean, I was skateboarding back in the days when Tony Alba and. Not a toy. Uh, right. No. no it, it's, it, it's, it, I mean, it's, it's like because like, I talk to guys my age, and I'm like, bag, oh, yeah, huh? It is. Uh, it is. Uh, <laughs> Tony's doing it. a P- Tony's doing a PSA over there, but uh, Actually, it, I've had a lot of fun. It, it, it is. Uh, it is spectacular, paint. and you should go out and see it. Uh, so much for the Afterglow is the name of the Everclear CD. It will be out on Tuesday, and uh, it's been a fun week. And until next time, this is Adam Carolla for Dr. Drew saying mahalo. This has been Loveline. The opinions expressed herein are certainly opinions. That's for sure. If you like a written transcript of today's program, you probably should have written it down yourself. And if you did, we'd like a copy. Loveline producer Ann Wilkins. This broadcast was copyright 1997 Westwood One Entertainment. This music is MXPX on Tooth and Nail Records. Sit, Obo. Obo, stop dragging your butt across the carpet. Uh-huh. This concludes another PodcastOne.com program.